Well, perhaps we can now turn to the second of our three questions to consider some of the ways in which both cognitive and biological perspectives have been used to try and explain consciousness. There are two candidate accounts, the accounts of Antonio Damasio and Bernard Bars. Um, and Bars, as you are hinting at, Richard, I think, talks about the relationship between unconscious specialised processes which might be operating in certain domains, some may be perceptual, some may be to do with uh, reasoning or problem solving, and they send their messages, broadcast them if you like, to a global workspace, uh, and that, that's how they operate. And consciousness then corresponds to the contents of this global workspace. So we have in Bars' account, we have a kind of fairly clear distinction drawn between unconscious processes which are operating fairly automatically, sending the contents of their processes up to a global workspace. And there is where consciousness resides and operations which take place in the global workspace then can perhaps percolate down their influences towards the specialised processes. So you're right, you do have that distinction. That's a fairly clear account, I suppose, in some ways. I haven't probably given it fully, full justice here and now. And equally, Damasio's is a, is a clear account. But I don't know if we could maybe think about the extent to which we do find those helpful in understanding consciousness. Fred, perhaps you'd like to tell us... Yes, I think both of them are helpful within limits. I think, of, of, course, well, of course, everything's within limits. Bars, I think, fits rather well in the sense of understanding the nervous system, about how the nervous system processes information, and there are specialised bits of the nervous system uh, associated with conscious awareness that having extracted a, a signal, that signal is then used to influence other, what I might call, lower-level processes to act in a coordinated fashion. And regarding Damasio, I think it's interesting that he presents an image which shows an integration between the, the, the mind, if you like, the brain, and the body outside the nervous system. So feedback from the body, things like the immune system, the heart rate, and so on, are a crucial ingredient of our conscious awareness. It, it's an integrative view, and one which I would welcome. Mm. And Richard, how do you find those two accounts? Yeah, I mean, I, I find Bars interesting. Uh, I think it's very, it is a useful account. I, I suppose I do have some problems with what he actually means by the global workspace. This, this sense in which unconscious processes suddenly become conscious, so they become written on the blackboard, if you like. Mm. And what the role of the global workspace is, uh, on one level he talks about it as not being active, as not doing anything, as just being representative, as it were. But on another level, it's got this, this sense of, of integrating the various inputs that are coming into it. So a helpful account, but I don't think it, it uh, goes far enough, really. It doesn't really explain how these unconscious processes suddenly become conscious. Mm. Damasio I have much more sympathy with. I find Damasio is very useful. For example, the way philosophers tend to talk about phenomenal consciousness is in terms of what they call qualia, these uh, sensory experiences like uh, the famous one, the smell of coffee or um, the sound of footsteps on pebbles. Sensory experiences. Now, that doesn't seem to me sufficient, although it's part of a phenomenal consciousness. It's not sufficient to account for it. And I think Damasio's notion of the proto-self, this sense of body awareness, which is located in an environment 
of external objects, which forms, if you like, the background, the underpinning for consciousness. I think that's a very important feature of phenomenal consciousness. I think all of us, when we're conscious, are somehow situated. We are somehow aware of, of being in a body and, and within a context, if only Im- implicitly. So I find that a very useful concept. And that notion of the way the core self emerges from the interaction of the, of the proto-self and representations of the external world. Mm. I mean, certainly it's difficult to see in Bauer's account, which is strictly an information processing account, how something like phenomenal consciousness could arise. So it's a good account in its own terms, perhaps, but it's not a whole explanation of consciousness. But I guess a crucial question still remains for Damasio's account, which is how is it that representations of the body and how the body is changing in response to its environment, how do those representations give rise to phenomenal consciousness? How does the raw feel, the, the, the taste of or the smell of, of coffee, arise from representations? And that's, that's a really difficult question to answer, isn't it? That is the great intractable problem that I'm afraid we're making, we're not going to be able to make much progress on, as far as I can see. Well, not not right now, here and mm. now we're not, if at all. Yes, uh, I'm not so sure about how far this really is the big intractable problem. Uh, if you take the analogy from elsewhere, I mean, the the way that two gases, for example can make a liquid so that hydrogen and oxygen in the right proportions form water. And yet the properties of water are quite distinct from the properties of gases. Mm. It seems to me that what, what we're having here is that given the integration, for example, of sensory systems, of different kinds, multimodal sensory systems, the only way you can achieve that integration is by what we call consciousness, this multimodal representation. There's no other way you could do that. And it's, so it's an emergent property, rather like water emerges from gases. Yeah, I think that's illuminating up to a point, that analogy of, of gases and water. But I bet if we got someone from the physics and chemistry departments here now, they would give us a pretty good account of how liquidity arises from the properties of gases. And they would understand what liquidity is all about. I don't see anything comparable to that in terms of the insight we can give to conscious awareness. I think it's a start. It's a useful notion. But um, it's a very limited notion, I think.